Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Picard brings back the long-held tradition of bringing an Enterprise captain out of retirement when they should just go and die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just go off somewhere, crawl under a house like a sick dog and die. Or like a gantry that's collapsed. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to this movie hard straight away. Look. Yes? First of all, uh, probably not a good time to ask, but if you could leave this video a like, that'd be terrific. I mean... I mean, even if you or someone you love has been crushed under a gantry. Sure. I mean, look past that to us, your your good friends on the internet, and give us a like. Agreed. I guess to be completely transparent about my fandom for Star Trek, I'm very much a casual fan. I mean, I know more than your man on the street, I'd imagine. Because you're going to point at me and go, I know more more than than you, you, No, I definitely don't. But in my group of friends, I'm easily the one that they would beat up for knowing too much about Star Trek. So as far as you, well, that's the thing. Maybe, Maybe you and some of your friends know an equal amount about Star Trek but mm. none of you dare to say anything in that group because <laughs> you are all worried that if, if you say anything about the, the Enterprise you'll get beaten up exactly you know? so you know I know your crews and your captains and your eras and I've seen some of the movies and some of the series mm-hmm. but wh- where are you in on this I've seen most of everything you like you like the new one you like Discovery right yeah it's, okay. it's fine <laughs> right, but, cool. I, I, but I'm not like yeah. a hardcore fan so it doesn't Right. Matter to me. Because yeah. like, I know there's a lot of people who get caught up in the law, and I know it's not historically accurate and all of those things to things that actually happened in that time period. But what I do enjoy about that are the, no, are the characters. No, no, no. There were, there were genetically engineered super soldiers in the 90s. That's that true. Happened. That's, That's a real true. thing that happened. Like, I like Michael Burnham. I really like Pike. I like the new Spock. Anyway, we're not talking about that because we're talking about... Okay, so what we're talking about is... I don't, I don't know if you're right. I, look, I know enough about the, the Star Trek franchise to know all the even-numbered Star Treks are good yep. and all the odd-numbered Star Treks are bad. If you count Galaxy Quest. Is that true? Apparently that fixes the kind oh, of Oh, I was going to say that in the reboot it. continuity, yeah. all, the, all the odd ones. Because it was Insurrection, then it was Nemesis, yeah. both of which are not loved. Like particularly great. But in between. Right? Galaxy Quest. Like in Galaxy out, Quest, right, right. yeah. But of course in the reboot continuity, all the odd ones are good mm. and the even ones are bad mm. because the second one obviously was a remake of the... Yes. Anyway, look, we're doing seven, so it's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, right. So 1994, it was just off the back of the end of the final generation of Captains. The show was called, yes? The final time. It's going to be this the whole time. The bold man, he's, he's gonna, he'll be back but in a movie. Is that what it was that's called? What, that's how it ended, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it ended with the Enterprise flying off into space and, and Q, the omnipotent being, he... he Floated out into into camera frame, and he went. The bald man is gone, but he'll be back later. <laughs> About six months later, for the for the movies. That's right. This aims to tie together the original crew 
with the next generation. Yes. Uh, off the back of The Undiscovered Country, which was a movie that was apparently going to end with Kirk handing over the Enterprise to Picard. But Gene Roddenberry stepped on that because he's like, no, there's like 80 years between these two. It's like, there's no right. way that that's, that's going to work. And he was opposed to teaming them up in any way, shape or form. But then he died. Luckily he died, yes. Yeah, right. So they were able to, <laughs> to pull this off. Oh, what to, a stroke of luck. To a mixed reception. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I my my response at the time was certainly a bit lukewarm, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But in re-watching this, not bad, I think. It's all right. <laughs> okay, then. I think it's pretty it's pretty lukewarm. I think it's Jean-Luc Picard warm. Thank you, and everybody. You that? Did you write that down? I didn't, but I want everybody <laughs> you should to... should write now. We can put it on your tombstone. If everyone could hold their applause to the end of the video as well. That would chisel be it on your tombstone. Uh, this felt to me like just a kind of longish episode. Yeah. Of probably a more of more of the next generation than anything else. I feel like there's less thought into this, though, in terms of plotting and motivations and what is anything in this and, right. and what's happening and why. Yeah, okay, that's true. And not true. because it's confusing, like, this is this is a mile a minute, I can't keep right. up with this, uh-huh. but just because I don't understand the plans that are kind of unfolding here. Okay, well, Malcolm McDowell, yeah. he wants to get a space ribbon to a planet, and then he's, I assume, going to eat the space ribbon, yep. and in eating the space ribbon, he's going to end up in a magical fantasy land where everything's cool, sure. right? Which is where, if you recall, Captain Kirk ends up. Yep. Because at the start of this movie, they're launching the Enterprise B, the new Enterprise, and mm-hmm. he's he's not the captain anymore. It's one of the guys from Spin City. Yes. He's been promoted to captain of the Enterprise, <laughs> and he's a little bit tentative he's about... He's just finding his feet, mate. He's just finding his feet. I did like there's some kind of bit of banter between some of the original cast members. Yeah. So we've got Kirk and, and, Sp- and Scotty. You nearly and, said Spock. And Chekhov. Refused to return. Apparently Leonard Nimoy was asked to direct oh. and he said these lines are also so generic that they could give it to anybody. So they did. They just gave <laughs> yeah, them right, to uh-huh. other characters, other Makes returning a lot of characters. Sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. So anyway, the ribbon shows up. Yep. And it's it's <laughs> Hello, it's me, the ribbon. Hello, it's me, the cosmic space ribbon. <laughs> Come with me to a, a lovely fantasy land. You gotta love so, it. But anyway, it's destroying ships and stuff, and then Kirk, he saves the day, but of course, uh he's he's blown out of the the, the, the spaceship. Everybody assumes he's dead, but he's not. Yeah. In magical fantasy land. That's right, exactly. But time has no meaning. Cut to the future slash the past. Yes. Holodeck situation. They're on a ship. They have it a that jaunty... felt very that felt very the next generation. Yeah. Uh yeah, they're, they're just a just a jaunty making one of your crew members walk the plank. I'm like, this is some D and D nerd stuff. This <laughs> really everybody's having a having a Ren fair yeah, recreation of a, yeah. of a pirate situation. Yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. The other thing about that scene is I went down this rabbit hole of how the holodeck works. Yep. And apparently, according yep. to my research, yes. please yell at me if I'm wrong uh-huh. in the comments, but it's a combination of holograms Correct. and also physical recreations of things like water and substances you can yep. touch and that. Yeah, yeah. Like they can make food from anything. It's the same situation. And also it's a weird, there's some weird perspective stuff as well. And there's also treadmills in the ground. Of course there but is, But there's, yeah. there's like some... Uh, it's like the danger yeah, room from X-Men. Like, yeah, because there's a limited amount of actual space. But yeah. what it does, I think, is it, it can it can trick your perspective. So if somebody's standing next to you physically, yeah. they can appear to be miles away. That. So it's right. like an unlimited... So it appears to be an unlimited amount of space. Yeah, right. But also there's treadmills in the ground. I bet if I ran fast enough, I could hit a wall. You, oh, yeah, give, you, me, could... you give me a few minutes in there, I could hit every wall in that room. <laughs> right. Don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, you could... You'd, they'd really have to call in the occupational health and safety inspector. And, uh, you, you could do it. I believe in you. I would paint the walls in my own blood, Mason, to prove a point. Uh-huh. 
And then they'd be like, a memo would be sent around, be like, we're removing all the holodecks from all the Starfleet ships. And you'd be like, I did that. <laughs> I ruined everything yeah, for I ruined everyone. That. That's right. I'm the best. Couple of questions. Do you think Shatner's wig holds up? You know, it didn't. I think it's fine. It's too thick at the front. You think so? Who's he fooling there? Well, me, maybe. <laughs> okay, fair enough, yeah. Yeah. I, look, it's a staple and probably also staple to his head. Nice. But of that character, he's kind of all, always maybe worn a wig. You've kind of never seen him without it. You know, even in the original yeah, series, true, maybe yeah. there's mm-hmm. rumours that he was losing his hair like very, very early on in his life. See. But hey, whatever, man. you got to do yeah, what you got to yeah, do. Yeah. So, you know what's one thing I do like about this movie? Okay. I like that the Nexus is basically the good place, for one. Oh, yes. And also, the Shatner-Picard energy together is good. I think they bounce up each other well. Yeah. I think they missed a trick in throwing him away for like 120 minutes in this movie. Right. And then bringing him back. I, I know it's a next generation movie. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But if you're going to give him kind of the last go at this. Yeah. Maybe. Also, it's kind of, it's barely even a passing of the torch because it happens with no other crew members around. Yeah. So Picard could be like, yeah, Kirk said I'm the best captain and I'm, he's <laughs> wish, wishing me luck. You, you guys didn't say that. <laughs> but uh, we're in a, and he's, he's dead now. We're but, in the rift. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah, I, yeah. I can understand that. Who do you prefer? I know it's uh it's a hot topic. Well, it's widely debated. Don't make me choose. Do you like the cavalier attitude yeah. of Jean-Luc Picard? No, you tricked. No, that's <laughs> am I, not. Am I doing this no, right? He just, no, he doesn't have Do that. Do you like the button-down British to French nature of Shatner? Yes. Is that what you enjoy? I like, like the, it's apples and oranges these I like guys. Picard. Mm. What about you? Well, then if, we, if you're going to make me pick, then I'm going to say Kirk. Okay, fair enough. But I think I like Patrick Stewart more than I like William Shatner. So I think that's pretty widely. That's no, a widely no argument belief. there. Okay, right. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. I will say this of Shatner. Yes, that dude can fucking swing an axe. Like right? often you see swinging axes in movies, and I'm like, that guy's never split a block of wood in his life. Right. But Shatner, he's probably got a ranch where he's just splitting wood so, all day, yeah. almost mm-hmm. certainly. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? One of my favorite moments of this is what's that? When Jean-Luc Picard that. Cavalier captain, oh, yes. that reckless man uh-huh. running about. You know what he's like. He's a renegade, he? yeah. He absolutely is. Yeah. Where he figures out that uh, Zorin's space wall, you know, that force wheel that he's got. Yes. And he see, is that little rock hole. Uh-huh. And he squeezes his way through like a dog too big for its dog door. Mm-hmm. And then he's just kind of wedged in it at one point, like <laughs> just stuck and, and just waving his arms about. That's commitment to acting. Exactly it is. Or he was really stuck. Oh, also maybe that. So the centerpiece of this movie, I would say, the yes. thing that people will remember mm-hmm. is the finale of this, which is a shitty metal gantry, as you mentioned. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. It feel, <laughs> this, this bit feels the most like an original series episode, yeah. which is just styrofoam rocks and people fist fighting. No doubt a set or location that they've visited before in previous yeah, right. seasons, uh-huh. no doubt. And it's just old men slowly clambering over rocks uh-huh, yes. the entire time. Also, and I know you mentioned it, I don't get it. Uh-huh. Because Zorin's idea is to shoot a rocket into a space ribbon or a rocket into the sun. Yes, that's the correct one. Yes. That's going to get him into the Nexus because yes. of the sun explosion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking, what is what does that even mean? What is any of that? He's just got a, like, just a loose rocket on the ground. Like, that's his grand plan, a metal gantry, and just an exposed rocket. Well, it was going to work, wasn't it? <laughs> Apparently. Well, I mean, he'd obviously, those, he'd if, figured it out, if hadn't that, he? If that button-down Kirk and that renegade Picard hadn't put their 
nosy beaks in, then they, he would have done it, wouldn't he? But yeah, don't really think I thought about it at the time. But it seems like when you're in the Nexus... Yeah, time has no meaning or something. But also, everyone seems pretty aware that it's not real in there. <laughs> like immediately? Like immediately. You're like, oh yeah, this isn't... Because I was just in an explosion. Right? Like a big explosion happened. Right? Like I pulled out into space. Yeah. And now I'm making bread or something. And now I'm hanging out with all my wife and my kids. Yeah. Who I know are dead or maybe (laughs) never even really existed. But I guess this is fine. I guess this is fine. You know what? Read a book. (laughs) (laughs) Don't destroy your son to get the ribbon at you so you can bloody... Go into a weird fake reality. Yeah, go into the best fake reality of them all. A book. Or a holodeck, which is essentially... Oh, that's even better, to be honest. (laughs) Because you can leave? Yes, whenever you want. That's actually a really good point that I just made that I didn't realise. It's just a holodeck, isn't it? Maybe they shouldn't have started the movie with the holodeck bit. Because then there wouldn't be a feasible alternative. You'd be like, damn, I wish there was some sort of computer-generated environment that I could live in forever and just spontaneously generate food and exciting adventures. Oh, wait, there is. You know what it should have been? What's that? Data pushes someone off the ship. They actually fall, break their neck on the holodeck, and then they go, if only there was some kind of space ribbon nexus <laughs> right. that would have none of the flaws of an actual holodeck. If only! That's right. Yeah. Although Beverly Crusher was pretty upset that she got so wet. So That's true. She got pushed in the water. It was a real slow-mo fall, wasn't it? Yes. A couple of those in this movie, isn't there, for yeah. some reason. Mm-hmm. Just slow enough so you can see that it's a stunt person. I love it. That's perfect <laughs> filmmaking. Well done, everybody. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother... Or sales. I definitely prefer, don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, But migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. 
I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying? When you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot. Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effects. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day, and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away, and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. Anyway, I love that Kirk just dies. He just tumbles off the gantry or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh my, and he's dead. And then... I didn't remember that being his final words. What do you think he should have been? Bury me with my wig. I reckon it should have been, he should have said like a really high number and then be like, that's the number of women I banged. (laughs) Green skinned women, blue skinned women. Doesn't discriminate. Oh, now I'm dead. I love how also they just, he just, he doesn't take him back to his ship or anything or give him a, like Spock got an amazing funeral. Mm. Everybody knows that. Even my non-nerd friends who beat me up know that that's an amazing funeral. Uh Much parodied and much homaged. Mm. But in this, he just shoveled pile of rocks on him. Right? Come on. In many ways, it's what he deserved. (laughs) That's not wrong. (laughs) So do you know, though, Kirk's death scene was actually reshot after preview audiences reacted badly to the original version and they wanted a more heroic death. How does he die in the original? Well, originally he died after being shot in the back. Ah. But these are like... Apples and oranges, I feel, right? Gantry shot in the back. If I could remember what he was doing when he fell off the gantry, it might seem more heroic. He was running across a gantry. Oh, that's right, he was. <laughs> yes, he had the he got the remote. Yeah. Stop the rocket. Had to stop yeah. the rocket. Had to stop the rocket. Yeah. And shoot in the sun or whatever, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know, and this kind of blows my mind, this was the first movie to have a website created to promote it. Really? 
That's right. You can sell up to this very day. No, it's not. I oh, checked. Okay, right. I know. Believe me, I, I had I had to poke around. <laughs> it's not like the Space Jam website, which you can still visit. Not a joke. You can visit that That's website. Right. Also, the thing about this movie is the way they kept costs down, and it's kind of evident is that a lot of it's done on the cheap in terms of recycling uniforms and equipment and even explosions. You know that Warbird explosion? Yes. That's in like literally every movie from yeah, the 80s? Yeah, it's true, yeah. It's in this one again. But there's a pretty good Enterprise crash, one of the 17 times that that ship actually yeah, ends up right. crashing. Mm-hmm. But what I want you to tell the audience about, and mostly just me, oh, this here is we go. for right. me. He's hoping I know whatever this is. Kirk's not really dead, is he, in this universe? Oh, he isn't. That's Please true. explain what the situation okay. is here. Last so, on-screen appearance. Yes. So in the uh, Star Trek cinematic universe, mm. the, the original timeline, yes, Captain Kirk is dead. However, canonically, he is not dead in a series of novels written by William Shatner, <laughs> the actor who portrays Captain Kirk in what we call the Shatnerverse. <laughs> yes. So that's a series of... So after the events of this, William Shatner, who also, of course, wrote the Tech War novels. Yeah, everyone uh, knows that. Yeah, of course. He wrote one novel set, I think, six months before the events of of Generations to, Mm. I guess, set up his eventual return. Yeah. In which Spock comes to pay his respects to Kirk's grave and then notices like like a transporter transporting the body away. And he's like, what? Devilry is this, right? We wouldn't say devilry. No, He'd be like, what technology that exists in this universe is Transporter, this? Transporter, I recognise <laughs> it, yeah. And then the next book is set after the events of this movie in which he's resurrected by the Borg and then... Does he get all the Borg stuff? No, they just bring him back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's the point of being resurrected by the Borg if you don't get all the cool stuff and the bionic eye and the robot arm That's and true, stuff? Yeah. Exactly. For, uh, our listeners didn't get that, but I gave you a weird look in between. Oh, yeah, right, <laughs> just, right. Just to clarify. It was it. a very long, weird look. <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly, and there's no guarantee that I do, sure. the Borg bring him back in order to kill, I think, Picard. Like, they want to assassinate Picard because they've had run-ins with Picard before, obviously. And they're like, this will be a covert way to do it. Really? Do you think so? That guy you definitely saw die? <laughs> yeah, that seems... So what, they, he just walks up to him and he's like, he's like their version of the Terminator? Yeah. Is that the idea? No, he's not. He's just regular Captain Kirk. And he thinks he's going to kill Picard for them. Right. He's a loose cannon. I or is he? Don't know. Or a pencil pusher. <laughs> we don't know. And then there's the third one, which I don't know if I read. But uh, it's just the further adventures. I think they give him another ship and they're like, go and be Captain Kirk again. He's like... Right on. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, I'll try. I'm so cool. Am I younger than before? Yep. Sure. Absolutely. Younger <laughs> and sexier than ever. Yeah. You got a ponytail now. That's what you've always wanted. <laughs> Certainly. He does, and he's got some love interest in, in the books as well. They're like, oh my God, are you the Captain Kirk? And he's like, yeah, but robot boner as well. <laughs> so don't even worry about it. <laughs> so I got some trivia here. What's this section called again? Hey, oh. it's trivia. Oh, what do we call it? It's trivia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, it's trivia. Hot times, fast trivia. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Thomas Decker, who plays John Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, mm-hmm. plays the, one of the fictional children of Picard. Oh, hello, father. Hello, father. What do you think of this fictional universe? I don't like it. <laughs> He didn't like it. He didn't like it. It's true. <laughs> I do like that they delve into his family in this, how he's the last in his lineage. Mm. That I enjoyed. I didn't completely hate this, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just quite boring for a lot of this movie. It's, yeah. And I know that's like a hallmark of Star Trek. That's right, I said it. Uh-oh. No, it's not. I don't, because I know Star Trek is supposed to be, there's a methodical nature to it and it's characters and it's and it's solving quandaries, you know what I mean? And, and things sure, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I think this doesn't do the action or that well. So sure, it's just okay. kind of yeah, like right. it's middle uh-huh. like on both Counts. At one point, also producers considered approaching Marlon Brando to play Soren. 
Can you imagine how terribly that would have turned out? Spock's father? Wait, his, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. uh, the Malcolm McDowell character. Yeah, yeah. right. I imagine those fist fights. Oh, my goodness. Good Lord. Because he did the island of Dr. Moreau That's around true. this time yeah. and ruined that movie by all accounts. <laughs> Just a terrible bloke doing... Pretty mediocre acting, you know, at that at that point in While his life. While sitting in a lawn chair. That's yeah, that's pretty right, much. exactly. So imagine that gantry <laughs> showdown. Kirk Picard, you'll not stop me. I've got this remote and I'm sitting in this lawn chair. <laughs> oh, he's died by himself. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And the other thing is, uh, William Shatner, he's, he's, a, he's a horse rider from way back. You probably noticed that. He's a good, yeah, yeah, good, good in those horses. You know he is. He actually used an old trick of wearing something unusual underneath his costume to keep the pants up. So they actually, the Starship captains, both of them, are wearing pantyhose. Oh, the there you go. Pants. So there you oh. go. little handy hint out there if you're a horseman and you're thinking, do some horse stuff, but how my pants keep falling oh down. They kept falling down with that like doing sound <laughs> sound effect. And then my like dicky bow bib keeps flipping up <laughs> in my face. I'll never have a fine night at the opera like this. <laughs> yeah, so apparently no belts in the future, I guess. So look, um, all in all, mm. I didn't whatever. What do you think? <laughs> I'm I'm more look, I I It's a send-off. I mean, come on. No, it was not a great send-off. It was good. I have a more positive uh opinion of it now than I think I did back in the day. Cause I think at the time I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna team up both the captains. This is gonna be amazing. And it wasn't amazing. Imagine how many chicks are gonna root you said. <laughs> That's right, exactly. When you attend or whatever yeah, this came Exactly, out, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, and, and that's the thing. Maybe also because I was let down because it was like a it was it was on the big screen, yeah, right. and it felt kind of middling. But seeing it on a TV <laughs> yeah, sure. felt more like an episode of the, the TV yeah. series. I'm fine with that. You that's know, fair enough. Okay, I can't argue with any of those points that you've made just then mm. to us and listeners and viewers. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Can't argue with any of that. Okay, you can't argue with it. Look, what do you guys think of this movie? Um, you're allowed to like it, I mm. guess. Uh, you know, <laughs> anyone's allowed to like anything. It's a free country. I can see and how the world. Yeah, I can not the whole thing. Not the whole thing. <laughs> There's parts, but let's not get yeah. into it. But <laughs> but I give you license to feel however you feel <laughs> yeah. about this movie, even if you're in a country that doesn't allow free speech. But I am curious though, if you're a fan of the original series and also Next Generation, mm. how was this in terms of that yeah yeah let us know that let us know your favorite star trek movie maybe we'll watch another one yeah absolutely maybe we'll watch another odd numbered one do you reckon we should go through the the next generation films <sighs> look we've got a patreon we throw polls yeah. up all the time yeah, yeah maybe yeah. i'll put it up there yeah, absolutely the yeah do you want to make james watch star trek the motion picture oh, Un- god a movie that is even more boring <laughs> than this movie <laughs> that james definitely will hate <laughs> Uh, I'll put a poll up. Yeah, please. Yeah. Which of the Shatnerverse books is your favourite? Should I reread the third one? Or read it for the first time? I don't know. Who does know, yeah. Also, of course, here's a hint towards what's coming next week. I don't know what it is again, Mason. I just, I just, I feel like I should be prepared for this, and I never am. Hello, extended audio listeners. This is just for you. That's right. We're watching William Shatner's Tech War. <laughs> Where he was a guy in a big coat with big shoulders. That's right. He was like, well, it's the future and you've got to stop drugs or something. <laughs> Watch out. Speaking of the future. Yes? Of all the year 1983 where this movie is set, Westworld. That's what we're coming back oh, to next right, week. Yeah. So there we go. Very exciting. Also, of course, we have a podcast called The Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. We talk a bit of Picard now and then, a bit of Star Trek, a bit of the news of the week, though, isn't it? That's how we get into it, and then a topic. Yep. I'm Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. See you guys on the next Caravan of Garbage. Oh, also, I should point out, uh, Kirk is more of a serial monogamist. Mm. A lot of people, he's got a reputation. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you look at his dating history throughout the series, 
it's actually it's called Kirk Drift. It's a <laughs> see, people people assume that he's a real like space Lothario, but he's not really. I do not believe you. That's true. I'm going to look into this. You should look into it. And ask everybody it. I know, all my friends. Okay. I'm going to take such a beating. You are going to, but it's going to be worth it. <laughs> I believe so. Okay, grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.